Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello, and welcome to the amazing, unbelievable, special, bonus, extra, slate money succession. It's not even a recap. It's just going to be a conversation. I'm Felix Salmon of Axios. I'm joined by Emily Peck of HuffPost. But Emily, who is sitting at this table with us? It's so (laughs) exciting. I I can't even believe this is real and happening. (laughs) But Jerry is here, Jay Smith Cameron, the one... And only. The she is here with star. us. There is, I, I hear there are other actors on this show, but I forget. <laughs> I don't believe it. Are. No. There's only one actor on Succession. But as if that's not enough. Another star <laughs> is born to us today. <laughs> <laughs> Taffy Agner, welcome back. So, sorry. I'm going to oh, do, I always did this thing where I talked about the Huffington Post and it's not the Huffington Post, it's HuffPost. Right. And I do this thing where I talk about Taffy Agnes, it's not Taffy Agnes, it's Taffy Brodessa Agnes. Thank you so much. Um, My husband thanks you as well. <laughs> um, Taffy Brodessa Agnes is back with us. I am. I mean. You just can't quit us. Quite aside from being like the Jerry Wrangler. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean. We all know why I I was invited back. Uh, <laughs> Taffy has been. You, you've been going around taking photographs with Kieran Culkin and like basically every celebrity in the world because you are now famous. I don't know. I, I have I have no comment on that. <laughs> um, but yes, we are we are here to answer at least a few of the. Bigger picture questions because now we know how it all ended and we, well, how season two ended. And we can get some like inside answers from Jay Smith Cameron about things like tables. How important is it to have like lots of people sitting around a large table in almost every episode? Right. I know. It, it's true. It's like there's always a, it seems like a reference to that movie Celebration or is that yeah. the name of that movie? It's like a, Swedish movie or something? Yeah. Like, ter- like a, what's, is that the name of it? Celebration? Anyway, it's a, I don't know. It's a oh, the, um, oh, shocking... The celebration is, yeah. It's a shocking, dysfunctional family meltdown movie that's fantastic, but I've probably called it the wrong name. There are so many pivotal scenes in the second season where that take place they around sit? a table. Where else are they going to sit? And, and, and how <laughs> else are they going to sit? Yeah, they, right. Sometimes yeah. they're on couches. Sometimes they're on... B- the, because Roman ooh. famously doesn't know how to sit. Roman can't sit. <laughs> Roman can't he has to sit. perch. Is that how he, he is in real life, too? Um, Can Kieran Culkin perhaps. sit in a chair? I would Tell s- us. He's squirmy. I would say he is... I remember you guys talked about exactly that. Exactly like he is in he, my 15-minute countenance. He, he's, he draws on himself a lot. That's true. Can we talk about you and and Roman Kieran Culkin's character? Sure. Um, so, like, who's I, did that just when when you walked in to start filming season two, <laughs> and you saw like did, first question is, do you see like all of the scripts for all of the episodes? No, no, it, no. Oh, no, no. They're not written yet. They're, they're they they go in. I mean, I don't really know what the whole who do of how they do the writing, but they go into writers' room, and I think they're basically trying. I'm speculating here. 
once again, just That's a disclaimer. We, we like speculation um, on the show. <laughs> I think they talk about the whole season and the arc and they make, I, I mean, I think they do that kind of thing. And then they really write the scripts as they go along. And sometimes we get really a, you know, we'll have a table read draft and then that will even get rewritten. So sometimes we get our, our real draft just before we start so shooting. So are the, are the episodes shot sequentially as episode one gets shot and then episode well, two gets shot? mostly, but sometimes they do what's called block shooting because if they have a common um, location, right. they'll kind of treat a couple together as like one film almost. As a professional interviewer, I would say that the natural follow-up question here is <laughs> how did the the last script change from the table read to what we saw? You know, I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit because we, we read a so-called final draft once we got to Croatia, mm-hmm. very top secret, like still just only people who needed to know wow. there. Watermarked within exactly. an inch of its life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, you know, the thing they do, too, at all TV shows do this, is that they um, have last-minute rewrites. So a scene that I'm not in, I wouldn't necessarily even open or get those rewrites. And so when I watch at home, I'm often really surprised, even if I've read most of it, just how they'll cut it together, what the actual story that they're telling, even within a scene, is sometimes a surprise to me. But there was no version where Jerry gets sent away on a boat and then comes... (laughs) (laughs) Not that that I was made aware of. (laughs) Like poor Jamie Laird, or Laird Jamie, whatever his name is. We're not really sure. Why why does he have two names? (laughs) We don't know. I know, two first names. That's the thing, you can answer all these questions because we have so many small questions. You know what, I don't know that. That because I I only listening to it heard somebody call him Jamie so Jamie must be his first name but right. they call him that I think his uh, name I thought his, his, his Laird in the script name, his it's character name is Jamie Laird I think oh there you go but he's but he's <laughs> the only oh, character who's referred to by his last name on a regular basis except I mean even Whamsgans is never referred to as Whamsgans because right? they're the only one who can say it <laughs> how <laughs> did you know about the the twist I mean everyone loves this mm. twist ending did you know about it or yes yes, yes. yes. But, but again that was like uh, redacted in some some scripts that were passed out so but the people who but did you, but did you know about it before you got to Croatia yeah. Did you know about it when you were when you were filming like episode one? No. Did no. you know so somewhere in the middle there? I don't know when. <laughs> very, Did you have Wi Fi in Croatia? <laughs> yeah. Were you allowed to communicate with others? <laughs> yes. Was there reception on the boat? Um, yes, there was reception on the boat. And yes. what was your level of surprise when you first read the script where your relation, your Jerry's relationship <laughs> with Roman goes to this weird next level place? What was the level of, Ooh. oh my God, <laughs> disgusting? What was it? A disgusting pig. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were shooting when we, well, let's see. When we had our first table read ever of episode 201, mm-hmm. we read it. And then Alan Ruck afterwards went, so, I heard you're Roman's love interest. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had that reaction. I was like, ah, ha, ha. You know, I, I did not think about it twice. Oh, my gosh. It, I mean, I just only thought it was a joke. And then we were shooting. Um, there's a part in the first episode where you see Roman and Jerry's with him, and he goes to Japan to sort mm-hmm. of smooth over the satellite disaster yeah. and we're watching Kendall on an iPad his announcement that he makes and um Mark Mylod was like just cozy up a little bit to him when we when we go again <laughs> right just a little foreshadowing and we and then he was like action <laughs> was like, foreshadowing what the hell are you talking oh my about god. you know god so we finally I was like Mark do you want to do you want to explain that very shocking cryptic comment you made and he was uh he said oh my god has no one told you 
<laughs> and someone had told Alan apparently, just not I, you. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what Alan was going, were going on. Sometimes crazy. Alan doesn't need much to tease me about. So he just need a real, you know, factoid to tease me about. Um, so then, and then, so all I knew was that because there was already this developing idea of Roman having like confusing sexual problems <laughs> and, and, you know, an elaborate, like for instance, remember in season one, he had a male trainer who was very cut and handsome. And there was like sort of sexual tension. Between yeah. And he was stretching out. him. Right. He was stretching I remember him. that. And, and, and I was like, oh, right. And so, what's going on? you know, there, there was a little feeling of him sort of always being up for grabs, like waiting mm-hmm. to see what, what unlocked his, right. you know, his mystery there. Right. So, but he I can't think, perform. He can't perform with a just. I I don't know in a I would, regular I, situation. <laughs> only Jerry has unlocked. Only Jerry. Jerry's <laughs> voice. Also, I know you do some ad libbing on the show. Yes. Slime Puppy. Yes. Ad, was that ad libbed yes, or? It was. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. That was some of my That's off work. to you. <laughs> that is amazing. You know, technically, I'm your fucking boss. Go to bed, Roman. Go to bed and masturbate all your ideas out. And let's see how excited you feel tomorrow. Well, maybe. Maybe I will. I mean, maybe I'll just leave you on the pillow so you can hear my brilliance cascading. Fine. I've heard plenty worse than a spoiled brat ejaculating on himself. Oh, yeah? You sure about that? I could be doing it now for all you know. Well, get going. Chop, chop. You disgusting little pig. You're pathetic. You are a revolting little worm, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am. You little slime puppy. Yes. Yeah, what else am I? You're revolting, Roman. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I should note that Jay just did an amazing um, smoking a cigarette and putting it out <laughs> move. Yes. So, yeah. Classic. Yeah. Wow. Like, so why wonderful. do they even pay writers? I mean, <laughs> Those writers are fantastic. Oh, yeah. my oh, God. Yes. The writers. I mean, did the they, I mean, they must show. have come up with sales out, nails out. That they're, they're brilliant. <laughs> they're amazing. They're, they just uh, – but I bro. think they're kind of interested in, in us ad-libbing, not always with the intent to use it, just almost just to see where it will go or – like there's two famous ways they'll do it. One is the, as a final take on a bit of filming. They'll go, okay, we'll do one more take, and this is sort of a freebie, and just mess it up and and do whatever you want. You know, stick to the storyline, but see what happens. Yeah, and paraphrase it if you want, and so forth. And then the other thing they sort of notoriously do is just leave the camera rolling at the end of the scene rather than saying cut. <laughs> and so you and sometimes so stressful. No, like that's why I have to say <laughs> slime puppy because. There's no way I would just be like, okay, good night. <laughs> After that, you know. Right. So wait, that and whole thing was ablib? Not the whole thing, but just there's the feeling that what was written, as I recall, and Georgia Pritchett, if you're listening to this, forgive me if I've got this wrong. Um, she'd written that, you know, it becomes clear what's, go- what's going on on the other side of the, the phone call. And there's like one or two lines like, oh, my God, you're, you know, that's terrible. Yeah. And then they just didn't cut. And the idea was that right. Roman was was yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. <laughs> and Jerry and, stays on the phone. Jerry shows well, no yes. signs of hanging and, up. And Karen and I were trying to figure out whether, I mean, one way to play that scene would be that my character is so grossed out <laughs> and so shocked and and uh, thinks, finds it so repellent that the that I get angrier and angrier. Like, 
you know, cut that. What the hell are you, you know, cut it out. Uh-huh. And that that just excites him more. <laughs> so that that's what happens. Or what happened around the table when we did our table read of that episode. We were doing the hungry <laughs> episode, the, the uh, bore in the floor episode. And we were shooting. It was just at lunch. We read. And, and we'd just gotten it kind of the night before. So those of us who had a lot of scenes to film that day, we kind of like did a really light read of it. And then we're worried about what we're doing on the set that day instead. So when we did that around the table, when I when the nickel dropped, if you might, might say, um, when I realized what he's doing on the other end of the line, I kind of, just around the table, I kind of went, you know. <laughs> so then Georgia was like, kind of like, kind of like that. You know, that take on it, that I'm sort of amused. This is going to work so well amused. on podcast for me. She had that, it's the same, it's the same, she made, the, Jay made the same um, expression that you made in the episode, yeah. which is sort of like shocked and delighted at yeah. the same time. Just like, like so amused not and delighted. It. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, like oh my God, no. I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we kind of went with that, but I think the thing about all those Jerry Roman scenes, uh, or Roman Jerry scenes, Karen Culkin, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> uh, is that, you know, we try it at any given beat, from beat to beat to beat in those scenes, things, like, turn on a dime. Like, they go from being, like, kind of, you know, Jerry abrading him about his behavior to being amused to being really, really talking to him about, you know— like a real sincere, like, what are you doing, you know? Right. And it, it just changes it on a dime. So we do, every time we do one of those scenes, we seem to do a lot of versions of them. Right. And so it's always a surprise to me because how they edit it then tells what actually is the story in the scene, if you know what I mean. So do you know, I mean, do you know when you're shooting episode seven, like how they edited episode five? No, and that's that was oh. in this one example, that was a really tough thing because I was like, well, is the story thus far... X or is it Y? You know, I don't really know. Like, am I horrified? Am I sort of amused? Am I, you know, and different directors had sort of different takes on it too. And when we went to do that scene in the, in the uh, Pierce house, in the bathroom, the the notorious bathroom scene, um, Mark Mylod was like, you know, I think it's actually a bit seductive, you know, that like I'm horrified and I'm also kind of, you know, enjoying it in some weird way. So, but really then another director might be like, no, she's totally taking the piss out of him. She's, yeah. So I'm fascinated by this idea. I think it's strategic that, too, right? Yeah. I mean, you need your ally. It was so key in the in the finale because right. he sticks but it's, up. That's a dangerous tightrope because <laughs> right. that seems like that could blow up. And I mean, she face. never she never answered his marriage proposal. I just want to <laughs> say that I was hoping that the last episode might address. Well, we the had we shot some material in both nine and ten <laughs> that we don't we haven't seen, which uh, I am not. Uh, uh, and I don't know whether that will will play will bit, play yeah. as written for right. season two, or whether they'll drop it or change it, or you know, or whether. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of Chekhovian guns floating around so season many. one and I mean, two. Karen's you know, you can't use all off. of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can't. But no, that may have a lot of characters to write for. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. What's so interesting to me about the show are the amount of wide shots that have just a million characters in it. So that means you're just standing there in character, not doing anything. (laughs) How long are scenes shot for? 
How well, long? it depends. I, I feel like, and I again, this is just my faulty memory, but when we did that scene, for instance, the big dining table scene at the Pierce home, Such where Shiv blurts out her, mm-hmm. right? Um, the electric circus scene. The, I like yeah. to think. <laughs> That's how we met. <laughs> That's uh, our meet cute. <laughs> yeah. You had me at electric circus. So when we did that scene, that I feel like that took at least a full day, if not a day and a half, of sitting around the table because of all the food continuity and the fact that we were all there in one place, but the cameras had to kind of float around and pick things up. So there was a lot of going You know, because one of the things that happens is all of those scenes are sort of more than the sum of their parts. There's what's there's the jokes that are written or the or the bombshells are written, but then there's all the connective behavior. If if Jeremy's talking to Naomi on one end of the table, that doesn't mean that uh, Tabitha and Roman aren't talking in between their scripted lines on the other end of the table. So there's the feeling of floating around and trying to catch interesting behavior, if not interesting dialogue, that, that just so evolves. Complicated. So, yeah, it's a bit complicated. Yeah. And they got, kind of just have to, you know, I mean, a camera op is looking through his lens. Like, yeah. So you can't, they don't always have the wide wide uh, shot it up, so I don't know how they catch everything, but they're just, they're very good at it. I mean, and then how do decisions like Tabitha and like Marsha don't even turn up on the boat? Where's Marsha? Where's Tabitha? <laughs> Please tell us Marsha's coming back. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I know nothing. I don't oh know God, what's going on. What's going to happen? Um, <laughs> Her settlement must be amazing. <laughs> talk, can you talk about how popular, like, the show kind of had one of those like slow builds where people started just getting obsessed and more obsessed and more obsessed as the season went on, and you were right there on Twitter. I feel like <laughs> yeah. just really like ginning it. it up, getting into it. I mean, have you been surprised <laughs> by the reaction? It's, uh, you know, it, you can't resist that. That's, that's amazing. Um, yeah. You're clearly I mean, the best Twitter yes. personality mm-hmm. of all the sh- uh, on all the, sh- yes. the show. The rest, yeah. the others are too dignified. No. Uh, I'm like the no, Twitter host. they're too ho. scared. <laughs> they're scared. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting because I feel like it, it's also fun to see the kinds of people that Particularly like succession, yeah, and, like and, literary types, and it's not it's not just media Twitter, but it is all of media Twitter. <laughs> it's all of media Twitter. Yeah, exactly. it's all of we are and then, really into it. And then, but it's the yeah, it's funny. There should be a screening just for media Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> there should, yeah, for idea. the next season. Can I ask an like an actory question? Sure. Do you have a backstory for Jerry? Well, the, yeah, the husband. Oh, thank you. From, thank like, we oh, learned this in season the one. Dead right? the, yeah, dead the dead husband. Yeah, there's a dead husband. Godmother. Also, how did she get this job in such a misogynist climate? Did she sleep with she's, Logan? She's <laughs> chief counsel. She's chief counsel. It was implied that, there that was she slept thing. with there Logan. There was, yeah. Okay, so tell us. Uh, I don't, well, I, of course, I made, you know, I, I made up a backstory, but then I have to keep adapting it because, I mean, the thing about television that's different from writing a novel or a film script or a play is you don't know how long it's going to be. Right. So you can't really know what the end is. So you have to be a little flexible if you're the actor because they may need you to suddenly have, you know, something be in your backstory that, like, I always thought that Jerry was maybe the one person who never got fired, that I always just stepped out of line and fired at the last minute. Right. Because I just got that from season one, the the sort of... um no confidence coup that doesn't quite work. You know, I just sort of bail out of the mm-hmm. <laughs> very cunningly. And so I just had made up, you know, I didn't even realize I made it up. I just like very sure that I never got fired. And then we shot some material that is sort of in the background in Scotland at the fete that they give for him. We all had these like tribute um, monologues where we talk about 
our history with Logan. What a great guy Logan Roy is. <laughs> and I talk about being fired 18 times and rehired. Wow. And I was like, I actually, we were shooting some, like, uh, a splinter unit, so it was happening simultaneously oh. with something else. I had them call the other set and check with Jesse, is that right? Like, right. Jerry was fired all these times? And, he, and the answer was like, yeah, I think everyone's fired all the time. So, and then you can't so really hear that. by Waystar Oico. I don't know. It was news to me on the spot. And, and then, <laughs> but then, you know, you can't really hear that in the background. So, that doesn't necessarily... If it didn't ma- really make it into the cut, then maybe that isn't true. Or mm. We might find out I was the one who was doing it. Maybe if you'd wrapped it, it would have made it. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 L to the OG. <laughs> L to what the did OG. you guys make of that? I want to hear what you thought of it. I mean, that was, that was the Were you most that iconic yes. moment of the season. <laughs> I know. I know. Not least because... It was so well written musically that it couldn't you couldn't get it out of your head. Yes, I couldn't. I watched it so many times. I couldn't <laughs> it believe was it was also, happening. Yeah, you can't believe it's happening. And and I heard the reactions from you and everyone were just your reactions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was well. It was also kind of foreshadowing because in the first scene of the show ever, he's he's rapping. He's in the back of that That's car right. and he's rapping. And this That's Beastie Boys. This right. was a signal to us that he's back. If you were to <laughs> look at it long game. Also, he does a mic drop at the end. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know if it's the last season, the last scene of the finale when he rips up. That's kind of like a mic drop when he rips up the prepared remarks. The the Kendall mic drop. And throws them out. It's like, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's an echo of his mic drop. I mean, he, they did such a great job with that. Like, he was, he was like the, the Theon Greyjoy of that show. Like, he was just destroyed. And to see him just come, like, that was this crazy surprise. You just got used to him. No, but he can he yeah, actually he I mean do it's it. deeply yeah. embarrassing and cringeworthy but also he can actually rap. Yeah, it's kind of can good. rap. Yeah. I know. Like, I mean Jeremy like Jeremy Strong is going to be on Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Really I know. I mean that just takes incredible guts, right? It's- Amazing. Because and you're playing all those things. You're also playing the, the little boy whose tails between his legs. Right. You're all those things are going on in his psyche and like yet he's got to He's got to get the courage up to rap in front of a huge a hall full of people. A rap tribute to your father. Yeah. That's, I've never seen that before. <laughs> I've seen a lot. <laughs> that was amazing. I, I was back, like, when we cut, I was texting Nicholas Bertel because I was like, "You, I can't believe this. Right. You know? He doesn't get He was like, how's it playing? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, I don't know where he was then. <laughs> so I'm, I'm assuming here, as someone who has spent a bit of time in Scotland, that Dundee is not like the top of actors' lists of places that they want to <laughs> I had never visit. been there before. Um, but that is where Brian Cox is from. Oh. And then that beautiful location was there. There's a new the V&A, V&A yeah. that's fairly new, as I yeah. understand. I had read that in season one he was supposed to be Canadian, and then they changed yeah, it. Yeah, that's what Brian told me. And now he's from Scotland. Because <laughs> no one would believe <laughs> a Canadian of... would be like that. No. <laughs> so true. Like I don't know whether they, I, I have no idea why they did that, except maybe they just thought that would be, you know, fun and that Brian would bring, be able to bring something to that choice mm-hmm. because he's from there. Yeah. Maybe he couldn't, I mean, who knows? Could he do the accent? Maybe he couldn't do a Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those are tougher than they seem. That's I feel true. So Jerry didn't, you weren't part, your character wasn't part of Bore on the Floor. Is that because Jerry is... A little better than everyone yeah, else. Yeah, Jerry is. Like, <laughs> what do you mean it wasn't part of it? Like you, you were part of the you scene, obviously, but you weren't one oh, of no, the no. I, on the no, floor. No, remember he took my answer. Yeah. yeah. I uh, said I, I was honest, uh-huh. and he, and I, but I, that was just terrifying. You can't really tell the way it's edited, or maybe you can, but I was terrified. I mean, I was terrified as Jerry, like really scared. Right. Because 
Jerry's largely very unflappable, but in that instance, I was trembly, you know, like like my eyes, not crying, but pink-eyed, right. you know, mm-hmm. really scared. And it was one of the few times I think she was completely frank, you know, in a moment of truth like that. And I don't know, he's, so he sidestepped right, that. because she's better. Jerry, stand up. Stand up! Pierce. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Don't know. Have you played it before? No. Well, actually, I, to be perfectly honest, I've, I've had a few doubts. Honesty. You see, everybody, do you see? Honesty. Don't you think Jerry could find really good employment elsewhere? Yeah. Why like does Jerry want her job so bad? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'm a real company man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the backstory I made up okay. about that yeah. is that my, I think maybe my husband had been general counsel and that I worked under him ah. like a lawyer in, in, in the legal department and kind of came came up through the ranks wow. like that. That's interesting. And his name was Baird. <laughs> not Baird, but Baird. <laughs> the, we, no, they, I, say, I say that. Oh, oh you like, do? Very, that's, very not first a, scene, that's a very specific The first backstory. scene that both Karen and I shot on the series, <gasps> he had been in the pilot, but that had shot. I don't know how long before. And I was like, this is where they took Baird, that wing of the hospital. And he, and he was like, oh, yeah, Baird. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, your godfather. Yeah. And he was like, oh, right. Right. Wait, Roman is your ex-husband's godson? Or your, you, that part's no, a little yeah. confusing. She is Shiv's godmother, we know from the extortion scene. Godmo- I, I, I like to think of it as that any, we don't really advice. know. Because we're not a very religious family. <laughs> I think that my, fa- my husband was... Shiv, uh, what do I say in that scene? I think Shiv's godfather, and then later we just start talking about it as I'm, I'm a godmother, and I think maybe it's like no one really <laughs> remembers. But anyway, the idea is that I've been a family friend for decades, hmm. and, and, and the, I think the, the more seasons that this goes on, does, uh, the more <laughs> of these like random factoids need to get pinned up on the wall of the writers' room. I so don't they, know. Yeah, and they're uh, yeah. a little Bible. I mean, I thought Frank was. They don't want was, to put too fine a point on these. Was, I thought Frank was Roman's godfather. Maybe because yeah, he has he said that. He's yeah. I'm he's also. This is all based on information I've received from. Well, the he show. also goes back for, for you know, yeah. in the employ of the company for for decades. I know, right? He's the sophisticated Frank one. Vernon. Yeah, yeah. And, Shakespeare. And tell me how like I'm the one thing which has always fascinated me about American TV series is this whole thing of each episode having its own director and its own writer, and there's not a huge amount of continuity in terms of, like, the directors and how, like, to what degree does do the directors need to sort of subsume themselves into the greater whole, and to what degree do they actually have freedom to make episodes their own? Well, I I don't can't answer that because I'm not a director, so I don't really know. But but my feeling is that it's, they do have people, you know, working on the continuity and that they do study the other episodes and that they do discuss them with the producers and with, and with the showrunner, right. you know, very, very thoroughly and very conscientiously. Right. But just moment to moment, if you're on a set and you're deciding how to play a certain thing, then you, it's just interesting how, I mean, every series I've ever been on is like that, where, where I was on True Blood years ago and, you know, my character, some people thought I was sort of pathetic and, and felt sorry for me and other people just thought I was a dangerous Horrible, horrible 
These are direct. Menace. This is difference between directors. Yeah, some wow. people just thought I was mm. being manipulative if my character was crying, and other people are like, "She's really falling apart." And but style-wise, mm. on a TV show, I remember I did a story on Jill Soloway <laughs> when Transparent was coming out. They had a director mm-hmm. that would learn how to shoot like Jill did, and that's the job. Which is why the way it, at the beginning of peak TV, you would see movie stars come in to do roles. You wouldn't necessarily see like star directors mm. come in to be one person unless they were doing something like when Tarantino did that episode of ER right. right then that was a Tarantino episode of ER and Diane Keaton did an episode of Twin Peaks did wow. everyone know that I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know that <laughs> and it's and it looks different than all the other ones but huh. I think it was allowed to because oh, and th- yeah. these ones all look like Mark Mylock yeah. basically he's the sort of I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that weigh in on these things, and it's very collaborative set. And I think Jesse is always the one constant. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, everyone cares that it looks and sounds like the same show. So Let me ask the sort of obvious question that everyone talks about succession, and there are the people that are like, it's all horrible people. I don't don't know how you could watch that. They're all the worst people. But I I don't think Jerry is the worst person. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Do you think... Is she a good person Do you rank under it all? On yeah. From <laughs> <best to worst? laughs> you know, I that's a tricky question because okay, this might be a little esoteric kind of way to answer it, Get but into it. I just feel like the whole universe of the story is a world where no one's a good person exactly. Mm-hmm. That everyone is self-serving. So that it's sort of moot. Like I feel like she's more careful. She doesn't she doesn't have a free pass the mm-hmm. way the Roy's all feel like mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. She knows the repercussions of things. I always imagined I was watching when in that scene where after the shoot, shooter episode, at the end of the shooter episode, when he first call when Robin first calls me and it goes it goes weird, the phone call goes weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm watching the news and I always imagined I had on CNN or MSNBC, mm-hmm. you know, not not the Fox News report of what mm-hmm. happened or mm-hmm. you know, like right. so I mean I feel and I feel like the character is fun because she plays everything so close to the vest that you don't sort of don't want to know too much about mm-hmm. what you know, but I think she also is just so used to being very crafty as a lawyer and really just there's a certain mercenary um her m o is always to think of the way out of the puzzle, and I don't think it's i don't I don't know how to talk about her morality, but right. I think she might seem like a better person because she isn't it's she doesn't automatically she's not. Royalty. She's like smart. She's, yeah, she's, you can see. She's like, also the one with a skill, right? Yeah, like out of all yeah, of them, yeah. none of them have a skill. <laughs> and so Jerry true. can answer questions yeah. when they have questions. That's. But yeah. also, Logan calls her the most loyal person. Yes. Like, the minute, like he's throwing his children and his son-in-law under the bus, but the minute someone brings up Jerry, he's like, "Jerry's the most." Hands like it's the, the only hand. thing. Yeah. It's the only kind thing you ever hear from him. Like father, like yeah. son. Because maybe they had Because whenever they cut to the list of the people who were, who were you know, prized to be discarded. <laughs> From that weird Jerry's list. always at the top of those uh, lists. Yeah. When you can yeah. see the cutaways of right. like. Well, I mean, you have been fired 18 times. Well, yeah. apparently. <laughs> but we don't really know because I don't think it made it into the cut after all. So right. They made but a like, strong case for your That's... firing around the table. I was like, uh, yeah, that, sure. That works. It Jerry works. Sense. Except that she's one. It was, he also makes a good point. That we, she's we've killed enough women. Oh, yeah. We can't kill any more women. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. But for instance, okay, so here's a here's an improv thing that happened, is that we did some improvisation that didn't make it in the cut on episode nine during the uh, hearings, and the Democrat senator asked Jerry, "Do you have children?" And Jesse and I had decided not to put a, oh, there was to a, find a point. Jerry on went that. actually gave testimony. In well, the- yes, and but it wasn't uh, there was scripted testimony that we just didn't get to use, and mm-hmm. then we had some filler stuff. I think maybe they. Now that I see the episode, when they cut back to the sort of bunker where everyone's watching and talking, mm-hmm. they probably needed, again, something to be on the screen that we hadn't, you know, that was some extra material, if that makes sense. So I had said, yes, I have two adult daughters. and um, <gasps> Twist. Yeah. I, I just said this, so kind of off, sort of off the top of my head. In my backstory, I had thought that maybe I had two grown daughters. And, that, and she was like, would you feel safe having your daughters on a Waystar cruise? And I said, well, given all the, all the scrutiny it's under now, I don't think there's a safer possible vacation. And it was, so that was all part of the bulletproof monk. Right, exactly. So then, and Jesse came running out because he knew I thought, I thought my characters have two daughters. It's a weird, random thing. And he was laughed and thought that was funny. And then, you know, it ended up being cut from nine. I forgot all about it. And then, but then when we did 10, Mm -hmm. there was a, there was a script, there was, it was in the script that. The daughter's flying free on the company dime. Right. And it's never mentioned before. I would have thought she... And I thought, oh, they'll the cut that too, but they didn't. Well, my thing, I guess, is that if uh, uh, Rhea is no more, sadly, uh, we're back to having... Uh, we're back to uh, Jerry as named successor. So that fattens her up for the kill, so to speak. That- I guess everyone knew I was always just a name on a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, I think you were always more than that. I think that's and exactly. Plus, well, hang on. Plus, you know, the old copybook is a bit bloody. Expense accounts, daughters, first class on the company coin. Right, Carl. Yeah. yeah. I just went for the sports massage. I had no idea it was that sort of establishment. Okay. Carl sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sausage thief. I would have thought the daughters would be invited to Shiv's wedding. I don't know. They could have been there. Maybe, maybe they, they were, were there. Right, right. Maybe they were there. <laughs> maybe there, there were, were a lot of, a lot of there people there. There were a there. lot of people there, and I couldn't account for all of them. There was a lot going on at that wedding. Yeah, and if there's Uncle Ewan and, and Greg the Egg, there must be some other Roy right. relatives themselves that how long, are at the wedding or aren't at the wedding. How how long were you away from New York every for this? How long was the shooting period? Three months? Six months? Three months. Six or seven Twelve months. months. Okay, long six time. or seven months. Long. So how long... Were you like how many? That's how much? Because you live in New York. Yeah. Okay. So how how long were you in New York for at all? Um, because it was well, on location shot in everywhere. New York, right. A lot of it. Well, all the yes, the offices and the right. home sets. Are all shot in New York. Okay. I, first of all, I just need to jump in very quickly because I'm a big architecture nerd. <laughs> yeah. Ra- Waystar okay. Royco. We know that in season two, the exterior of Waystar Royco is. The Chase Manhattan Tower, but the I interiors know. are not, right? Right. 
Where, he's asking where I the don't, interiors are. Are you allowed to say? I don't know because I don't know if we'll be back there. You no, know, but, like I'm not sure. Is it a studio or is it? No, a, it was an shot at World Trade Center. World okay. Trade. It's like three World Trade, mm, right? Or seven. Seven. Seven, seven World seven, Trade. I think. Right. So but that's I don't what know. they're doing in Seven World Trade. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we sh- we shot there and we shot out in Queens. Like they shot the pilot. Oh, I wish I knew the name of where that what that house is. It's like a embassy or something. It's not an embassy, but the house where they shoot the the way. It was before my time because it was in the pilot. But then they they built an incredible replica of it in the studio. It's like no right down to the moldings and everything, just right down, you know, perfect. And the, and the Hungarian so, lodge is in Long Island somewhere? We shot what? that in Long Island. That yes. was in Hungary? So we shot. <laughs> I really thought it was. I know. It might have been at this show, right? Yeah. could have been, right? I mean, we went we to do, Croatia. We do go. My architecture Amazing. nerd thing is that there are a lot of things shot in in Budapest now because it, it's the only thing that looks old anymore in Europe, and it has great tax breaks. Yes, so right. I can always spot a, like a movie that where it's like this is France. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but so we went to Scotland and we went to Croatia, and then they shot. I think you know the scenes in London with Lady Caroline. Mm. But oh, that I don't, was, yeah, I don't that think was that was London. actually London. I think that was somewhere in Scott, maybe in Glasgow. The, just the shooting, just what you're saying. Wow. Glasgow as London. And then— Where's Logan's house? Wait, Logan's— The, 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 the Summer apartment. Palace? No, no, no. Oh. I know where that is. Isn't that—that's in the—that must that, be in the Hamptons. That right? is in the Hamptons, right? That is the Oh, Hamptons. the Summer Palace. Is it yeah. is the Hamptons. Yes, that it's, is in the— It takes up most think, of the Hamptons. <laughs> <laughs> that but is how its own Hampton. The, the it's Roy Hampton. <laughs> uh, the townhouse I was just saying I can't remember it's on it's on the Upper East Side but the real one but that's a duplicate of it is there's made a duplicate in the, like in the studio okay. yeah, yeah incredible duplicate amazing oh and then but then we shot you know scenes we shot in Albany SDC what, we shot, what? Yeah. although the hearing room was a set in a soundstage that hearing mm-hmm. room which looks exactly like a hearing room like the hearing rooms alright and then we shot in at like Placid for the Sun Valley episode, mm. that was in Lake Placid. Mm-hmm. So I we shot technically in New York, but we weren't. We were, you know, it, it was a slap. We were not with our families. We were on location. We shot in out in Long Island several times as Hungary, and then the Turnhaven is mm. is in the on the North Shore, ah. and then the Hamptons, wow. and then it's all amazing. Placids. Yeah, so I'm we so travel a lot. We travel a lot. I know. Even though you're mostly just traveling to Long Island. Long Island isn't really, some people just commute there. (laughs) By helicopter? I mean, to really live the role. We just get on and off the helicopter. (laughs) Very nice. And then into a van. Are the helicopters used used also for transportation, or are they just used for this moment? I I don't, not that I know of. Okay, Um, yeah. Maybe next season. Maybe only just for the family. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Those are fancy helicopters. My God. That a funny, funny thing happened, apparently. All helicopters are fancy. uh, I know. Yeah. But they had like limo <laughs> helicopters, right, right, right. which I didn't really. Anyway, they, when they were shooting the bit of the Roy's Landing, right. and I guess I don't think I was actually there because they were, had turned around and they were shooting this way. And so it was just all the pierces like coming out to greet mm-hmm. us. When they were walking so around. They, they, really, they really ran the helicopter in the background. And apparently all of them got completely yeah. wind tossed. <laughs> and it was one of the funniest things. There is a little reference to it when you watch it. But it's a little hard because they couldn't be quite as ruined as they really were in real life because they go right into the cocktails. Right. And they don't look that, you know, windswept. But it was really like they were in a hurricane. That's funny. It was one of the funniest things, apparently. That they, but then you can kind of see it for a, a second. 
there's a shot from the helicopter, and they're all being like, you know. There are a lot of shots of, of Roy's coming off of helicopters. Yeah. And then there's the last episode, again, iconic Kendall coming off the plane in his perfect <sighs> suit, which I realized he must have changed on the plane, yeah. which kind of was, I mean, he obviously didn't, yeah. but just kind of amazing how perfect right. he looked considering yeah. that it was a plane change. Yeah. It's very... Uh, unlike Craig, who did not yeah, look looks, perfect. You guys said that. I rewatched it last night. I think night. he looked okay. I feel like he looked Fine. amazing. Craig? <laughs> yeah, he looked just as, as good as most people I know in a in a good-looking suit. But that's not Kendall Tom Ford level no, looking. No, but that's Kendall Tom Ford level. You can't mm. always. You can't right. always. It can only be Greg. I have level. a question. Now... You said on Twitter, "What is Jerry wearing in her in the, her hotel room?" Oh, that uh, blouse, the Max Mara blouse. <laughs> yes. Yeah, see, now you now, now it's I Max Mara blouse. But what we what were you getting at? Because I was like, I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you call her frumpy? You had no, a I, I said it was eighties. Like, uh, it's it's a Felix. puffy eighties. There was a lot of blousy. speculation whether those were pajamas or something, but they were. It was just my same outfit. I just took the jacket off. It was underneath. Answer for yourself. I, I, I am so ashamed. <laughs> no, I am so ashamed, no. and I am, I am humbled, and and I take it all back. And if Jerry <laughs> wants to wear a Max Martin blouse, look? I would never. It did look a little bit, you know, dynasty. Oh. No. Okay. We don't all agree on that. Thanks. <laughs> um, I thought it was nice. It was nice. You know, it was a whole ensemble because it had a little jacket over it, and you just saw a little bit of that silk. Right. Um, mm-hmm. geometric design underneath but I guess the idea was I'd taken off my jacket I'd ordered a martini I was on my laptop and he came, comes knocking on the door what's so, the most luxurious thing about being on a show of such like does does it feel as a set like you're always just in a nice place or like it's the clothing even better when you're than you're Albany? used to yeah, all of the above Albany. I think that's, really? yeah I mean it's pretty it's pretty fun so we know that I aspire to that even though it's, <laughs> it's portrayed as well, gross when Still you, not convinced. When you've gotten up at three and been picked up at four and right. you've been in hair and makeup for two more hours and then you're, you know, right. and it's freezing and you, you have to take your coat off to shoot. I mean, it doesn't feel very glamorous when you're doing it, but it is really, really glamorous to go to these different locations. I would say that's amazing. Yeah. That's dream job right there all by itself. And just the, also the people in the room are so fun. There's a lot of biting your lip not to laugh in those in those scenes. Matthew McFadden, my God. So he's so funny. He's so great. Don't you think he's great? He's amazing. Next and Cove great. Julius. <laughs> <laughs> he's amazing. And Nicholas, I mean Nick Braun and Kieran. I mean they're so funny. And Alan Rock is so so funny, I think. They're all really great. So like I keep on having this conversation with people who, as Emily was saying, have this like that why would I watch a show where all of the Characters are so hateful, and my first response is generally, but you don't get it. It's a comedy. Right. It's a satire, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of things, Like, why do you want to watch characters who, like, what is the need to watch a character who is not hateful? Like, why is that a thing? I I just want to like everyone I interact with. Most of good shows have hateful characters. Isn't it sort of a thing to to people that you love to hate? Yeah, Yeah. of course. That's a famous thing, right? (laughs) Anyway, I I think think Logan's the only really bad one on that show. I know that's a very strong statement. That is a strong statement. I think, I think everyone, they're all reacting. I think everyone is bad. I think they're I think, all reacting. I think it's a world of bad people. It is, but he <laughs> is like what 
He he's is what spawned it. He yeah. like they're all rea- in constant reaction to him. They wouldn't and they're be all as his bad prisoners. if it wasn't for him. Culture starts at the top. The, the rot starts. Yeah. yeah. But but Fish tell me about like head, the whatever. yes. Thank yeah, you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, I'm Frances Fry. And I'm Ann Morris. And we are the hosts of a new TED podcast called Fixable. We've helped leaders at some of the world's most competitive companies solve all kinds of problems. On our show, we'll pull back the curtain and give you the type of honest, unfiltered advice we usually reserve for top executives. Maybe you have a coworker with boundary issues, or you want to know how to inspire and motivate your team. Give us a call, and we'll help you solve the problems you're stuck on. Find Fixable wherever you listen. Like, where does it fit in, in, I mean, there's a lot of very literary references sort of sprinkled yeah. around from Eliot to Pound to loads of Shakespeare. And right. um, in, when you're playing it, you're a thespian, you're a theatrical type. <laughs> I bet you're part of that. <laughs> like, how, how do you, like, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like it's a, it's, it's sort of Shakespearean or it's a little bit more like, grounded in that or yeah i mean i don't know it's uh yeah it's like a shakespeare and veep mashup or something right <laughs> like yes. the kind of crude humor mm-hmm. of veep and not that shakespeare wasn't classical. crude when he wanted to be yeah that's true too no it's got all these classical illusions but i think too it's because it's mythic you know it's got right. mythic proportions so there's like odyssey and iliad references and right. Greek mythology. There are a lot of ahas that you you guys pointed that out, right? <laughs> did someone point that someone out? Someone did, yeah. But yeah. I am astounded by the amount of fuck-offs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I That's a whole believe. meme now. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't fuck seen off. it. Yeah. Like, fuck-off is a real... <laughs> it's really taken yeah, that it's like show by storm. Motto. Yeah. It's like nobody... <laughs> yeah, and like, Willa, even. In, in Willa, season, you right. got a Willa fuck-off. How's the play the going? Fuck off. <laughs> and then season nine, of course, I mean, in episode nine yeah. in, in Dundee, when they're giving their, you know, I love you, dads, it's always, and fuck you, dad. Mm-hmm. That's how they say, I love you. I think Shiv said it and yeah. to his delight. That's how you earn his Shiv. love by telling Are they going to get divorced? I don't know. I hope not. Oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> I, I really, that, that storyline really gets me. Like, that seems really human to me. Do you have a theory for, like, why she married him? Why does anyone marry anyone? You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a mysterious thing. And then I guess the idea is that, you know, he's like this preppy frat kind of guy who is, like, fun and made things simple and made things easy and was probably an antidote to how fraught her life was. He's from the Midwest, and he's kind of easygoing. And I don't know. She she makes some allusion to having been through something intense that he was like there for her then and oh i don't remember that. oh yeah, yeah i don't know what it maybe in season one i was a wreck or something yeah i was yeah yeah and i think maybe he was just like a male nurse almost like you know like yeah. fun and easygoing and wholesome and i feel like, kind of like a frat boy i feel like women like that only get one kind of man just like men like that only get one kind of woman like they're ne- like women people like that never have a this I don't think a right. lot of men can tolerate a woman like this, and so they're you have, say what you're doing with your I'm hands. I'm doing yeah. my hands. I'm doing alpha and beta. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing like I think that like a, a like an alpha woman and a beta man just know that they go together, and sometimes that's intolerable to the beta man because he's surrounded by other alpha men. Right. And he's well, ne- that's the story. But she also too. goes extra far to treat him terribly. 
Indeed. Meat puppet. Meat puppet. I'll never get over my meat puppet isn't but working. But then in nine, she, she really protects him. Yeah. When push comes to shove, she's like, just can it not be Tom? She destroys her own. She destroys her own chance at the bid. Senior whatever. CEO spot, I guess. She has to make a choice between her family and him. And I'd read it as she picked him. That's how I read it. It's kind of like the whole, if you look at the Shiv Isn't he already gone? Isn't he already gone? Isn't the Cove thing? Wasn't that goodbye? Nah, oh, he's no. still in it. I mean, he's he ate the chicken. Yeah, well, it's almost like the, the chicken, the, the power, the power baton is shifted from from Shiv to Tom. And Tom says that, and all of a sudden, she's like talking to Logan and like, can, just can it not yeah. be Tom? Mm-hmm. Put this in the table read when you're doing that first <laughs> table read for for the final episode, and Matthew McFadden eats the chicken. Like what? Like that was the most astonishing scene. Hysterical. I know. I I wish I'd been on set that day when they shot mm-hmm. it. I mean, later we're all like, we're like, were you there? Were you there for you know? What? How did the chicken go? How did that moment go? <laughs> how many pieces we of chicken Sarah. did he eat? Yeah. Like, how, how many pieces? I'm so dumb that I'm like, but you were all on a boat. <laughs> well, because they wrap people at certain times. Yeah, and they have docks. And we Croatia. had to go. We had to go back to our hotel in shifts, kind of on on a smaller boat. So we'd you know wrap oh, wow. us and then. This was all just off the coast of Dubrovnik? We started in Dubrovnik, and then for a while we were in a hotel on Korchala. Not bad. Wow. Dubrovnik's very nice. Very touristy, but very, very nice. Really beautiful. We were in Dubrovnik when, sort of towards the end of our set, uh, uh, our shoot on the boat, I guess they also did the scene, the kidnapped scenes while they were over there. Uh, Uh, They'd wrapped a lot of us. Um, not Not in Dubrovnik, but somewhere. Oh, that was in Croatia as well? Yeah, I think they shot that in Croatia. Anyway, um... But the night that we found out that there were Emmy nominations, we were in this hotel in Dubrovnik, and somewhere down the coast, they were having fireworks, like the next hotel, and we were like having champagne and dinner on this on this balcony with fireworks in the background. It was the incredible, and I think there was a lunar eclipse that night too. Like we were like, we felt like we were hallucinating. Wow, it was so that's giddy, amazing. it was fantastic. So this season two really like. It did get way more Emmy nominations than season one, right? That, that was, was for season, season one. Oh, that was <laughs> for season one. Yeah. We still oh, have to we don't know yet. Emmy the nominations for season two. The, se- Which, the season two is just going to clean up. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. But I think, know. you know, I think that's supposed to be really good to <laughs> get those nominations for us, you know, uh, a freshman effort. Oh, yeah. I, I don't really always follow those things so closely, but that was supposed to be good. <laughs> what were the nominations for? I'm sorry. I don't it got. Know. Best Drama nomination. It got uh, Best Casting nomination. It got Score, which it won. Jesse got a Writing nomination for Episode 10 of Season 1, Nobody is Ever Missing. Which, Mm. by the way, talking about literary illusions. That's a poem. That comes from a John Barrowman poem, and so does the name of the finale in Season 2. Yeah. Oh, I same wondered poem. about same that. Poem. Yeah. Oh. I don't know that from knowing poetry. I know that from reading everything I possibly could. <laughs> wait, wait, Vulture what, did a really tremendous the, job on was, covering the finale in wow. every, like within an inch of its life. But that life. was kind of wild <laughs> to call back all the way to the finale from season right. It was amazing. What was the name of the finale of season two? I feel so embarrassed I don't know this. Um, we, should, we have to get our John Berryman poem poems out yeah hand um, me that book over there Felix <laughs> I happen to have a slender volume of John Berryman poems to hand this is not for tears this is not That's for tears, tears. Right. that is not for the win. what do you think that means in terms of the episode well the poem I'm trying to see if I have the poem here the poem is great because all of the other episodes were just named after locations the poem 
Right, right. Um, Argestes. Who comes up with like a name like Argestes? It's amazing. Like someone in that writer's room had a Has Greek the... mythology minor yeah. <laughs> and a comparative lit major. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of Romulus and Remus references yeah. as well. Founding of Rome. Rhea is their mother, I think. It's okay. From I thought Toyoshiba. that Ophelia thing was from Lou Reed, so I don't know. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, so, good, <laughs> good like, night, sweet right. ladies is Ophelia, but then it's such apparently such a legendary line from Hamlet that everyone starts riffing off it, including not only Lou Reed, but also, was it Ezra Pound? No, it was T.S. Eliot. It's in the Wasteland as well. Wow. Anyway, I found the poem. Okay. But it's a, sort of about guilt. Do you and think you should do a reading of yeah, the poem? Yeah, let's have, let's have oh James Buchanan <laughs> read John Lennon. Yeah. I feel like I this, mean, is this is a good way to... this is a union thing, though, but... This is a good way to, to, to okay. do this. I'll give it a go. Should I, Billy? Really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, God, here it yeah. goes. There sat down once a thing on Henry's heart, so heavy, if he had a hundred years and more, and weeping, sleepless, in all them time, Henry could not make good. Starts again always in Henry's ears, the little cough somewhere an odor, a chime. And there's another thing he has in mind, like a grave Sienese face a thousand years would fail to blur the still-profiled reproach of. Ghastly, with open eyes, he attends, blind. All the bells say, too late, this is not for tears, thinking. But never did Henry, as he thought he did, end anyone and hacks her body up and hide the pieces where they may be found. He knows he went over everyone and nobody's missing. Often, he reckons, in the dawn, them up. Nobody is ever missing. So he has this Whoa. guilt and dread, and he goes over it, and he's sleepless, and he's like, nope. "No, no, I didn't kill anyone." I feel no like we missing. just found out about season three. <laughs> well, I mean, this nobody is nobody is, is ever the... missing. Isn't that the title of the that's, episode? That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. The end of the, the last nobody's ever missing is Whoa. the finale, yeah. season one. That is beautiful writing situation. That <sighs> that is amazing. That's an amazing. Poem. That is someone doing it at the next level. Yeah, we are not worthy of yeah. the, talking about this. Show. Yeah, but like every <laughs> nobody should expect I'm not worthy of my show. television show. That's amazing. No, my but television that, show that will is, be exactly what you. But that expect, that you is no. that what we just. I can do twenty minutes on low main. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's all of them. But it's it's Logan. It's also yeah. Kendall. It's, it's Logan also, and yeah. Kendall. It's yeah. Kendall becoming Logan. That's what it. What just we just Ooh, heard. Interesting, right? Whoa. There's his guilt, but there's also, we don't really know about Rose. And remember that we don't yeah. know Ewan about says Rose. You, sh- you shouldn't feel guilty about that. Remember? Yeah. yeah. We don't really know the story, died. though. It's pretty cool. Isn't you shouldn't feel guilty about that in reference to the waiter that died? No, that was Rose's death. Yeah, you, he oh. said she's Ewan funny, you goes up to that. And it's Logan. Kendall that tells uh, Rhea to make the toast and include uh, Rose. Yeah, and it's... You're looking confused. Who's Rose again? Well, R- all Rose we know is, is, that is Logan's sister who who's, died. Who's, who's deceased. And, oh, and he right. says, you know, is it... Wait, is it Kendall or, or Shiv that says to... I think Kendall, Kendall says, you know, you could... When you make your make toast, toast, you could... To Rose. Mention Rose, and then she does, and it's a massive yeah, foot in the horrible. mouth, and everyone's like, Yeah, his face falls. I can't believe you mentioned Rose. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> Booby trap there. I can't believe Rhea was not part of the season finale. I didn't, I thought, I think you predicted it a couple, didn't you? Sure, of course. You did. <laughs> <laughs> predicted it on this podcast, which is the only podcast that's succession related that I listened to, who said, She's just here for another couple of episodes and then she's gone. Was it you? It might have been me. It was Allison. Maybe it was. It was Allison. Allison 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 Benedict. Allison Benedict really does see a lot of things coming. (laughs) 
I, in my maybe maybe she's been reading a lot of John Berryman. And <laughs> maybe maybe she's she's the puppet master pulling the succession strings in a way we don't know. So so the situation right now is that the writers are all writing furiously for season three. I guess. I mean, and then at some point you get called back to exotic locations. To <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. When do you start shooting it? again? I don't know. They don't tell you. I don't know yet. Oh my god! I know. What a life! What a life that is. I'm so glad you came and talked to us and Thank brought you. cake for Taffy. Yeah. Oh, taffy. the cake for Taffy. The I princess mean, cake. It's, it's it made my that. month, my year. <laughs> there, there are photos on Twitter. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put it up on Twitter already? It might be up on Twitter. It might be up on Twitter. Wow, how exciting. Yeah, because like it's glorious. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you my for pleasure. bringing in a princess cake. <laughs> And for Princess Taffy. And, and thanks to Taffy. And thank you, Taffy, for, for bringing <laughs> in the amazing J. Smith Cameron because, I mean, what better way to end this mini-season? Mm. Let's do it again next year, guys. <laughs> we'll come back. I mean, things <laughs> okay, are only going to Let's start mean. our own podcast and have them okay. on as guests. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. Please, yeah. please so invite us on the, on the J. and Taffy podcast. <laughs> we will. We will. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just continue it. And then there'll be some other iteration for the Fleischmann is in Trouble podcast. I'm really hoping you do a Fleischmann is in Trouble podcast. Of course. <laughs> that's launched off of Slate Money. <laughs> well, thanks for having me again. Yeah. I, am I the only person who has a guest twice? I just want to mark my territory here. You are definitely here. in the top two. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was twice? Edmund Lee. Oh, Your colleague? Lee. Right. The first, yeah. I'm sorry. The, fir- the first and the in most the last, recent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll see him in, a, in season three. <laughs> <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.